Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We know what we think. What do you think? Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Oh, Ghetto Superstar. I love this song. 877-337-6666. Manny, ladies and gentlemen. Right now, it seems like he's struggling getting out of the door. I'm not sure why. He can breeze through an update, no problem. But walking out of the room seems to be a pro- It seems to be an issue. There he's got it. It's a heavy door. It's not your fault. They got to make it soundproof. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. Another two hours on our midnight ride till 5 a.m. When obviously Al and Jerry will come your way with the wrap uh, morning uh, wrap-up show. Warm-up show, not wrap-up. That seems silly. Warm-up. Why would you wrap up before the show? You warm up and then you wrap up. But as Manny just said in the pod in his uh, podcast, I'm losing it. Manny just said in his update, a couple of things, actually. A couple of news about different injured players for the Yankees and Mets. Arguably, their two most important best players, certainly the two most important best players currently injured, are uh, some news, some family members of different people have, have given us some news. And he said in the update, obviously, that the brother of Edwin Diaz, Alexis Diaz, has said that his brother Edwin is throwing from 125 to 150 feet and is improving every day, and there is some feel that maybe, just maybe, he could come back by the end of the season. Now, I don't know if certainly Met fans don't count on it. Don't think about it. Don't expect it. Don't get your hopes up just because, you know, Alexis Diaz is telling you that he's working hard every day. I mean, Edwin was kind of intimating he expected to be back at at the by the end of the year sometime. I don't know if that's the case. I don't know what you can expect from him. You can't. You got to put it out of your mind. But obviously, I mean, obviously, that would be the most impactful thing that could happen to this team. He was the best reliever in baseball last year. He wasn't just good. He wasn't just justifying the trade with him and Robinson Cano. He was brilliant. And also, let's be honest. Sometimes I get into. I believe into the. I believe this stuff. I really do. I think the trumpets and and all the you know pomp and circumstance that went with it breeds confidence into a team. It's something. It becomes something. You believe it. You believe that when he's on the mound, you're the best team in baseball. You believe 
that there's something to this. You believe the energy. The crowd gets into it. It's 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 overdone, and I'll have fun with it at times and make and tweak Met fans and you know talk about all oh, the trumpets in the the Ring of Honor this week or the Hall of Fame or whatever it was, and you know Timmy trumpets out there performing and oh he didn't get it. We're gonna bring him back for a second night. It's all stupid, but I do believe in energy. I do believe in the idea that sometimes things build and they create atmosphere. And there was an atmosphere around him coming into those games. There was an atmosphere of the of the Mets with a lead. There was an atmosphere around that team that they were going to figure out a way to win. And I think their all-star closer had a lot to do with it. So I don't know if you can expect him back. It's exciting news that his brother says he's doing great. But without question, if they can keep their heads above water and continue to play the way they did during that six-game stretch, continue to pitch, for, especially from the starting pitching, because I don't expect it from the bullpen, but if their starting pitching can continue to go the way it was going the last two weeks or so and they can start to pick it up uh, and you know carry themselves and start to make some hay here over the next month and you could be possibly looking at a Diaz coming back in, in September, I suppose, would have to be as, as, as late as it could be with really making an impact early September – then you know maybe you can dream, and certainly if you do manage yourself to get into the postseason, which I I agree is unlikely but possible, if you could get yourself into a postseason series and at that time have a bullpen of Robertson. Hopefully you've added someone at that point, but you at least have Robertson and Diaz at the back end of the bullpen. You feel so much better about this team. So it's worth mentioning. It's something you can't think about. It's something you can only dream about, but. Let's be honest. There's really nothing else you can add to this team more impactful than the best reliever in baseball. There's nothing. There's no trade they could make. I, I, honestly, maybe even Otani. Like as crazy as that sounds, because of what the weakness is with this Mets team, I I don't even know if Otani would impact this team as much as Diaz would. At least last year's Diaz. I, I mean, I don't even know if that's tr- it's crazy to think, but and again, that trade with Otani is more about the future than necessarily this year. But you bring D, you bring the trumpets back? You bring the trumpets back? Now you got something. Now you're impacting this team where it needs to be impacted because this bullpen is trash. There's a lot of problems with the Mets, starting rotation. At least I have I have some kind of faith. I know everyone wants to yell about, including myself, he's blown every single lead. I know everyone wants to yell about Max Scherzer and he's toast and he's done and we hate him. All fair. He's been brutal. But there is a... a a world where I can see him turning it around and getting back to Max Scherzer. There's a world where that's possible. It's unlikely for me. I've seen enough, and I don't trust him, but there's a there's a realm of where that's possible. There is no realm. There is no world. There is no alternate universe where this bullpen is good. The guys in the bullpen suck. They've always sucked. They're not good. They're not good. They don't have good stuff. They're not dynamic in any way. They are awful. The rotation, I could see turning around. The lineup, I could see getting hot. The bullpen will always be trash. They need to add arms to this bullpen, and you can't add a better arm and somebody who's who's more impactful for this team just bringing it back to the crowd, the trumpets, the whole thing. You can't get better than bringing back Diaz. There's not a thing that could help this team more. So you try and dream. But... It would be very unlikely for him to make a a return that quickly where he'd really impact you. But 
Crazier things have happened. And then the other one is Brett Boone, the brother of that stinking no good Aaron Boone that we all hate. I really don't have a problem with him. I don't know if you've ever heard my show. I don't. I, I, I'm just fine with Aaron Boone. I'm one of one. Everyone hates him. But his brother actually made some news with Zach Gelb. Zach Gelb, man, the guy does it again. He's got, you know, world-class wide receivers hanging up on him one day. He's got the brother, the manager, talking about the team the next day. So in an interview, we have the sound mic, with an interview with Zach Gelb, Brett Boone, older brother of Yankees manager Aaron Boone, had this to say about Aaron Judge. I'm hearing some grumblings. He's going to be back right after the All-Star break, so we'll see if I'm right. So just to confirm, your brother has not told you about the Judge situation, but someone has got in your ear to tell you that Judge could be back sooner rather than later after the All-Star break. Honest Abe, yes. Aaron Boone, definitely not my source, and that's honest. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to believe the uh, that his brother is in a source part, but yes. He's hearing rumblings that Aaron Judge could be back right after the All-Star break. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it means Friday. I don't know if it means the series after that. I don't mean. I don't know if it means when they first get back home after the, the road trip. I don't know what that means, but please, God, let it be true. Please. I don't ask for much. I really don't. I asked for five minutes on the toilet so I could watch a movie preview. I asked for the Yankees to occasionally win a baseball game to make me feel good about myself. I asked for once to, you know, let me build a metabolism. But I really, and that you still haven't helped me with. I don't ask for much. Let Brett Boone be right. Let him be right. Because they need him desperately. Let Brune and his high let uh, Brett Boone and his highlighted hair from two thousand and three be right. Every time I watch that clip of of Aaron Boone hitting the home run, I see that Brett Boone's in the press box. He's like the the current player. I guess for a time they had like current players do like be the third man in the three man booth, and he had the highlighted hair. It takes me back immediately. I watch that and I'm like, you know exactly what year this is. I watched that highlight of the Aaron Boone game, the game, game seven of the 2003 ALCS, and if you just like put it on and, and you didn't tell me when it was and I never saw that game, I'd have no idea until they show Brett Boone in the, in, the, in, the, in the broadcast booth with that highlighted tipped hair, and I go, that is the early 2000s. I know for sure. So let Brett Boone be right. We need him. I don't know what that means. I... I think it was a very good sign that Aaron Judge did not go to the All-Star game. Brian Hoke said this to me when I talked to him on the podcast with Keith. He thought it was a very good sign, and I think it makes a lot of sense. If he was weeks and weeks and weeks away, if his toe was still absolutely killing him, if they were still considering surgery, if the idea of him not coming back this year was really, really on the table, then why not go to Seattle and have some fun? And enjoy yourself. Strictly for optics? I don't know. I think it means that he feels he's close and working through something. And he wants to keep getting the treatment because he's hoping to come back shortly. Now again, I'd be very surprised if it's right after the All-Star break. I don't know what that means. That's the word Boone used. I My guess has always been the Thursday, August 3rd for the start of the Astro series, because quite honestly, 
I think they play Tampa Bay right before then. Let me just pull up the Yankee schedule to be sure about that. I think they play August, uh, July 31st through the first week of August is Tampa Bay. Yep. All right, so July 31st is the first game of a three-game series against Tampa on July 31st, August 1st, August 2nd. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then Thursday the 3rd at Yankee Stadium, those series against the Tampa 2 comes to the Bronx. And then the series after that in the homestand is welcoming in Houston for four-game set. Now, I still think there's a chance at the division, but I have to be honest with myself. It's unlikely. Tampa Bay is very good. I don't expect them, although they haven't played well recently, uh, I still expect them to have a very good season. It's a tough, ch- it's a tough chase, not impossible certainly, but that Houston series is going to be a battle for the wild card. Whether it's whether they're still there or they've if they've overtaken Houston, I mean, excuse me, overtaken Texas, they're going to be right there for the wild card. Right now, they're separated by a game in the wild card or whatever it is. It's close. They are going. That's going to be a huge, huge series against the nemesis. And that's what they are. As much as we all hate Tampa Bay and they're leading the division, we all know the Yankee nemesis is the Houston Astros. So I've always targeted that series. I also believe, and this is serious business, and he he wants to be back for this day, it's also Aaron Judge basketball jersey night. And he would not miss that if he could. If he could be there for basketball jersey night, He's going to be there. So, all ser- all jokes aside, I seriously have always targeted that Houston series because that's a huge series, and it's almost a month. It's almost two months to the day of the injury. That's what I'm looking at. I will be thrilled if I'm right. Thrilled. I'm at the point where I would sign for that in blood right now. Get me to August third. That's still one, two, three weeks from now. I don't, I don't know if right after the All Star break would encompass three weeks. I would assume no. I would think when you say right right after the break, you're talking about maybe home for next weekend against Kansas City after the road trip uh, in Colorado and and Anaheim. Like that's that's the latest it can be if you're talking about. Soon after the break, like right after the break. Right after the break means no later than showing up for the homestand against Kansas City next Friday. I would be shocked, thrilled. You you wouldn't, you know, smile wouldn't leave my face. I'd be very surprised if Aaron Judge is ready for that Kansas City series. But that's what Brett Boone said, so that's what we're going with. Now I've put all my hopes into what Brett Boone has said. So he better not let me down. You can't have that haircut in 2003 and then lie to me. You'll be you'll be done forever, Brett. You'll be done forever in my book. Brian and Clifton, what's up, Brian? As soon as I can punch in. Oh no. Oh no. We having screen problems? Okay, thank you. Oh, and he's punched in and I have nothing. Yeah, we're having screen problems. Okay, that's okay. We'll figure it out. Fliegelman's an expert at phone problems. So that's what I was told. But I got you. I think I got you, Brian. He's punched in. So you there? I got it. All right, let's go then. What do you got? I was going to come with the yes, sir, yes, sir, but you didn't come with it today. So I did say say it today. 
Okay, I thought I missed it. Oh no, okay. you know what happened? I, I don't want to throw am people. I, I don't want to throw people under the bus. But my problem. What? No, we didn't have. Yeah, my mic I wasn't. Know. My mic wasn't pot. My mic was potted down. Uh, the the previous show, Ricky was from uh, offsite. Was from his home in Orlando, so the mic didn't need to be potted up. It was probably potted up. It was probably potted down for hours. But yes, I I, I couldn't hear myself in my headphones. I thought maybe it was a headphone issue, but apparently no, the uh, mic was down. So yes, you missed the yes sir, yes sir. I hope you can I forgive wanted, me. I wanted I wanted to make sure it wasn't a momentum issue. Like you were you were dropping momentum. Third, no, third no, we're sticking with the yes sir. People seem to like it. I don't know. Tell Pat Below to cut it out too, because it's yours. Wait, wait a minute. What? 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 Yeah, Pat Below does a little bit of it. Tell he it says, "Wait a minute. Wait a he minute. Wait a minute." Yes. Go ahead. He says, "Pat Boyle says yeah, yes, sir. Himself. Yes, sir." He gives no, he the double. Do the he doesn't do the second one. Uh, he says yes, sir, in his open before he really gets into his topic. Yes. Ha 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 ha! I had no idea. And I've listened to Pat Boyle. I guess I never listened to his open, but I've heard Pat Boyle do. I think he does a good job. But you can't be stealing my yes sirs. No, we're gonna have an I issue. Think, and I think I, I think there's a chance I'll see him today because okay. he's he's out there trying to you know turn himself into Mirage all morning long. So I'm gonna go see if I can go find Pat Boyle and tell him, listen, if you want to spill breakfast on yourself and be Sean Mirage, that's fine. But when you start taking my yes sirs, that's where I draw the line. Double check me on it, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct. Okay, I'm gonna go look so for it. All right, so see, Matt, congratulations on, on the overnight. Why, I thank nearly, you, sir. I nearly soiled my oats when I found out. I was so excited. <laughs> God damn it. And, you, almost, uh, you, almost got, you almost and, got me to spit my coffee. <laughs> and, 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 you know, Sal used to do while you were sleeping at 4 a.m. I think you could do, like, no. while I was dropping the deuce at 3. And at no, 3 I, and, I think that's a what? bit much. Okay. Because the, the right. whole point of the segment, Daddy, what are you doing on the potty, is the fact that I'm not really using the potty. I'm just hiding in the bathroom watching movie trailers. Okay. Like, that's the whole segment. I'm not actually using the potty for what it's used for. I'm being the typical dad, you know, stealing time away <laughs> so I can have a moment to myself to watch a trailer. So, uh, I, or, or whatever I'm doing, read a story. We're going to come up with whatever I did on the on the, the, the toilet each each day or whenever I decide to do it. But I have one for today that I was doing on the toilet. Some of it's immaculate, you know, playing games, whatever. We'll have some fun. But the whole the whole segment is that I'm lying about being in the bathroom. I'm just stealing a few minutes of quiet time for myself. Been there, done that. Oh, everyone has. Kids. If you're a dad and you said you haven't, you're a liar. I, so, I, Chris, I want to get to my uh, Otani point real yes. quick. Okay, so I'm a Yankee fan, right? Just like yourself, mm -hmm. and I have I can't look away from this Mets season. It's like a bad car wreck, and I'm I'm trying to concentrate on the Yankees. But I this Mets season is a debacle. Correct? I mean, am I correct? Uh, yes, they have the highest payroll. In, they have the highest payroll in baseball, and they're under 500 at the All Star break. Seven games out of the wild card spot. I would call that a debacle, no doubt. Okay, so besides pitching and timely hitting, which is the majority of the teams, what is the Mets' biggest problem in your eyes? Uh, the Mets' biggest problem for me is, I mean, is the bullpen. But, but you said besides pitching. Besides that, what do you think the problem is? I don't know. I mean, besides pitching, that's the problem. So, like, besides pitching, I guess the 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 person who built the pitching, like, uh, you know, the, the the GM who put together the, this bullpen. I, I no, mean, I'm not really with that player. Here's my point, and, and this is my yeah. point. Why don't, you just, I, why don't you just tell me what you I'll think the problem right is? Because you're eliminating I, all my options, no, and then you're going to tell I me think, what you think. I I think that Cohen knows that something's going on in the clubhouse. 
why would he want to bring Otani into this S show? Okay, uh-huh. for an audition when it could completely backfire on him, it can completely turn Otani off, and then yeah, I just it's done. I don't. I just, I, what's the problem in the clubhouse? I, I don't know if there's anything. Well, what which, makes you think I, there's a problem in the clubhouse? Because I, because besides the hitting and the pitching, there's something off with. Well, I mean, besides the hitting and the pitching, I mean, come on, man. What do you, I mean? What, besides the hitting and the pitching, that's the game. Yeah, like, you know, I, I mean, I, that's that's I, ridiculous I, to say. I love I, you, man, but that I mean, that's just Brian. It's a ridiculous I, thing to say. Hold on, I think there's something else behind the scenes. And if if they screw up this audition with Otani, they blew it. Plus, they lose the prospects. I just yeah, I, I see. I, I think that's a um. And thank you for the call. Um, I think that's a a scared thing, and I don't think it's true. I mean, this. First of all, they've been winning a little bit lately. They're six and two in their last eight. The pitching has been better. He's going to come here and see Verlander here, who's still here next year. He's going to see Lindor, who leads the shortstop position in baseball at home runs and RBIs and having a great year. He's going to see him and Alonzo as the two premier power, arguably two of the premier power hitters in the game. He's going to see guys, and he's going to see an owner who's going to have a plan. And come the offseason, he's going to probably have a new baseball of operations uh, guy, a head of uh, president of baseball operations in Stearns from Milwaukee, who's got a repu- who's got a great reputation. He he knows he's got an owner willing to spend money and do whatever it takes to win. He's still going to see great players. He's going to see you know Nimmo. I I, I think I I think the idea that he's going to come here and go like, oh, this is this is miserable. I don't think so at all. I really don't. I don't think so at all. I think that's scared baseball. I think I think Buck is a, a well-known manager. I think this team has guys in it who are good. They've they've underachieved. It's the same thing as like going to if you tell me if he went to San Diego and he saw Manny Machado and he saw um Juan Soto and he saw Z- Xander Bogarts and he saw Hugh Darvish and he saw Blake Snell and he saw all these guys Fernando Tatis and he'd be like, well, listen, besides the hitting and the pitching, something's up because they're underachieving. No, he's going to be like, look at all these guys I can play with. I know, all right, this year it didn't work out, but I'm going to look at this. That's what he's going to say. But I love that. Besides, listen, if you take away the hitting and the pitching, there's really something going on here that's really bad. <laughs> I mean, no, it's the hitting and the pitching that's bad. I don't know what else you'd think. Because you know, a couple years ago they you know they had a, a raccoon fight because Lindor hasn't bought McNeil a car yet. They've underachieved because the pitching has sucked because the strength of their team is supposed to be the rotation and it hasn't been any good. It hasn't given them innings. It hasn't been good. Uh, you know, Scherzer is a joke. Can't hold even in the games he wins. He can't hold leads. He's been awful in every big spot. The bullpen is horrendously bad. There's one good pitcher in the entire bullpen. And certain guys are having down years. Alonzo's hitting a ton of home runs, but he's hitting like 210. He's having a down year, plus he's probably injured. You know, McNeil's having a down year. Marte is having a a miserable year. They still have Vogel back in the lineup. But they got a young player in Alvarez. They got a bunch of guys you could point to. He's going to come here and see a good team. And he's going to come here and see the, the the most wealthy owner in baseball who's going to put a ton of money in front of him and say, look, you're not the only one. I'm going to put a ton of money in front of all these guys. This is what I do. I don't care. I spend money. So I don't buy it at all. All right, I'll, I'll switch uh, seats next uh 
segment, Fliegelman, but give me another call. I don't care who it is. Bobby in the Bronx. I can see it on the other computer. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Bobby in the Bronx. What's up, Bobby? All right, McAdoo. Oh, hi, Bob. And I'm going to I'm gonna be making a run to uh, Burger King, uh, Big Mac. Do you want anything? I mean, you're going to deliver Burger King to me? I'll drop it off at the front door there if you want. Yeah, I know exactly. Is, is this a is this a Burger King Big Mac kind of joke? No. No, I'm, you're saying I'm, my name is Big I'm, Mac, so you can get me Burger King? No, you're Big Mac all the time. Doesn't I know that. You so are. that's what. Yeah, Domino's so, Pizza, you're Big Mac. That's true. No, Although, but no. it's just breakfast right now. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've had Burger King breakfast. I know they have the croissants, right? It's like that's like their big yeah. thing: the egg sandwich on the croissants. And don't mispronounce it when you go there. They look at you like, "What are you talking about?" No, they're still selling burgers now. They don't. They don't transition yet. No. Okay. So you get uh-huh. some. Okay. Get. Yeah. Get some burgers. Get a Whopper. Yeah. Yeah. And some fries. Get it. We'll deliver right there. Um. First of all, it's three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Do we want to get Popeye Boyle going at three o'clock in the morning? Let's just let him stay in that lion cage. And uh, listen, I could answer one of your problems. How about Mac, a home studio? A home studio. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you want to deliver me a home studio, I'll take that over the Burger King, that's for sure. Yeah, but I think that would be the answer, so it would be great. Um, well, I mean, listen, I, I, it, I, it's, it might, I, occasionally I might work from home and stuff, but I like being here. I, I, there's something about being in the studio, seeing Mike on the other side there. You know, it, it feels different. I don't want to be sitting in you know, my home studio in my underwear at 3 o'clock in the morning. I, you know, it's... It, I'll, it'll there'll be days I do it just because it'll it'll help me live, but not on a regular basis. Right, but you should be set up in case there's a snowstorm. Oh no, yeah, I'll be set up. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll be yeah. set up for that. Yeah, that's perfect. That's good because um, listen, we we don't want to miss Big Mac, especially if there's like a, a hurricane or a volcano volcano erupting or something. Yeah, no, li- listen, if the volcano blows, then you want me here. There's no doubt that, about it. So I'll, I'll listen. I have. I have volcano insurance at the house, so everything's good there. I'll be here. Don't worry All about right. it. All right. Before I get to Otani, yeah. but I always wanted to ask you something. How do you, a lot of people that live where you live came from the Bronx. How do you get along with the Bronx people? How do I get along with the Bronx people? Yeah, a lot of people I mean, that, I'm, yeah. I'm the greatest Yankee fan to ever live. How do you think I get along with the Bronx people? I'm, one of, I'm, I'm, I'm beloved. I walk down the streets and they flo- throw flowers at me. That's how I get along oh, with the Bronx girl. people. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> of course. What, are you kidding me? And you know what? Before, Until they hear that I don't want to fire Brian Cashman, and then I got to run for my life. But but I just quietly go about my business. They love me. Yeah, but you know why? To be honest, you do a good job. I said that on your Saturday show. But you got to walk a fine line because you never know. One day there might be an opening with the Yankees. I'm not talking about you playing center field anymore. But, no. you know, you, want to, you don't want to get too much on their bad side. No, but that, that, has no, that has nothing to do with it. I know there are probably people who think that is why I, I say the things I do. I, I don't and, – and thank you for the call, Bob. I appreciate it. Um, I don't think – I don't consider myself a Yankee shill. I know people I, – I get it all the time. I'm making excuses for Boone. I'm making excuses for Cashman. Blah, 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 I, I think – Overall, they do a fairly good job. I think Brian Cashman has not done a good job the last two years. I think Aaron Boone does a good job overall. I think the bullpen is the best bullpen in baseball. I honestly think that. But he's not above reproach. I've killed him on certain things. There are decisions that I think are absolutely boneheaded. They all make them, but he's made them. There was a couple in the Cleveland series. He took out Herman in that Cleveland series to bring in, a, at the time, although he's turned it around, 
you know, a struggling Clay Holmes. It was. It made no sense. I killed him for it forever. I, I'll, I, the Donaldson trade was a hideous trade. Brian Cashman traded for a starting pitcher who was injured when he made the trade and has only gotten further injured. That that entire trade deadline, he traded for guys who literally aren't with the team. They're having Tommy John surgery or shoulder surgery. That's how he attacked the trade deadline. Like he's been bad. I I get on him all the time. But when I but, but, but people will call up and tell me he's lost. He's the worst GM ever. He doesn't get any credit for any of the championships. He's horrendous. He's the biggest idiot in the sport. And then I I defend that because I don't believe I think that's nonsense. So then I, I get like this Cashman. I you have to hate him, despise him. He needs to be fired. They're screwed until the the Yankees will never win a damn thing until Boone and Cashman are gone. They're incapable of making the right decisions. They both suck, and and until we get rid of both of those idiots, the Yankees have no chance. I disagree with that. So I'm some Yankee shill, but I'll be the first to tell you. The idea, some of the things they did, the, the what they did in the 2020 postseason is if they would have fired Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone off of that decision, I wouldn't have argued. What they did by taking out... Um, uh, Garcia and bringing in Hap to 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 get the 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 Tampa Bay Rays to pinch hit their left-handed hitters and have their bench you know out there in the second inning and feel like they had no bench and like, it was the dumbest idea I've ever seen. It probably cost them that series. It was idiotic. And if that and if and if if the boss was around, he probably would have fired both of them just for that, and you wouldn't have heard a peep out of me. That's how angry I was about it. That's how stupid it was. But overall, I think they've done a, they win a lot of games. I, it's hard for me to say they both are the worst at their jobs in baseball when they win so many games. They won 99 games in a division last year. So either Cashman put together a, a team good enough to win 100 games and win a division and get to the ALCS, or Boone took a bunch of bums that Cashman put together and led them to that and overcame the fact that they're a bad team and took them that far. Somebody's doing a halfway decent job. That's my only point. And I get so much flack for being, a, you know, Aaron Boone defender and this defender. When he makes a decision to go to the bullpen, whether you like it or not, and the guy in the bullpen gets a double play to get them out of the inning, and then Glaber Torres decides to kick the ball to the pitcher's mound I blame Glaber Torres more than I blame the guy who brought in the pitcher who got them out of the jam. Herman could not have done any better. He got a pop-up and a ground ball double play. You can't do better than that. Glaber Torres kicked the ball around. That's what happened. So I don't have to love the decision to bring out her, take out Herman. You don't have to love the decision to take out Herman. You can't tell me it's why they lost the game when the reliever made the pitches to get out of the game. That's what I'm saying. Like we know what Herman would have done, or it was like if Hamilton comes in and walks two guys and gives up a grand slam, you got your argument. You're a winner. But he came in and got a pop up and a ground ball, and the Yankees blew it. You don't have to like the decision, but you can't tell me it's why they lost. He gets the losses are put on him for no reason sometimes. That's my only point. Same thing with 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 uh, the Met fan a lot this year with uh, with Buck. I think Buck gets a little too much blame. He's made boneheaded decisions. How do you not walk Vladimir Guerrero with a base open to pitch to Biggio, who's a two ten hitter? 
That made absolutely no freaking sense whatsoever. Buck must have been outside of his mind. They all make decisions like that. Doesn't mean he's a terrible manager. It just means he had a... I don't know what he was thinking. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Add WFAN to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Never sleep, never dream at night. I know those aren't the lyrics. All right, 877-337-6666. All right, let's just do it already. I've teased it like four times. I'm probably over-teasing it. It's going to be a quick little thing. But, Daddy, what are you doing on the potty? Leave me alone. I'm watching a trailer. Everybody knows when you're a dad, you steal a few minutes away. You're in the bathroom a little bit longer than you absolutely need to be because it's craziness going outside. You just want five minutes to do whatever. And typically for me, it's watch movie trailers. And so today's What Are You Doing on the Potty, Daddy? I am watching the Willy Wonka trailer. I don't know if you've seen this. Yesterday we talked about there's actually a lot of good movies right now. Mission Impossible is coming out. Barbie is coming out. That's a weird one. Everyone talks about it like it's the greatest thing. People tell you it's the greatest script they've ever read. I mean, Will Ferrell, I, I saw an interview with him, and he was like, I read the script. I had to be a part of this movie. It's brilliant. Uh, you know, the cast is incredible, and it looks like it's a weird movie. But, hey, I mean, apparently it's really good. Oppenheimer is going to be awesome. I, I love Christopher Nolan. He makes just tremendous movies. From from the minute I saw Memento, I, I was like, I'm a Christopher Nolan guy. That movie's tremendous. So there's a lot going. Mission Impossible, as I said, a bunch of stuff. Indiana Jones, I haven't seen yet. I don't know if that came out yet or not. It did, right? So I gotta, I'll, I'll never see it in the theater. I'm going to try and see Mission Impossible. But I did see Willy Wonka today, and the trailer for Willy Wonka looks awesome. It's like, first of all, it's my my wife's favorite movie of all time, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. We had um, uh, a uh, at our wedding, we had the um, wow, the uh, the Viennese Hour for desserts and everything. 
And when, you know, it was in like a side room and they open up the doors to let everybody in. And we had the um, pure imagination like song playing while we did that because she loves it. And this is like the the story of his beginnings of creating the Chocolate Factory with uh, Timothy Chalamet, which obviously in Dune and, and different things has become a very popular actor. He he looks the part. The, co- the costume is pretty awesome. And I'm looking forward. It's an interesting uh, kind of take on it. It's the young uh, Willy Wonka developing these chocolates that do all these kind of things. It looked funny. It looked cool. It's by the same director who makes the Paddington movies, which I don't know if you've ever seen the Paddington movies. And yes, I'm talking about the talking bear with the hat and the raincoat Paddington. As Mike was telling me, I, I've heard it too. Paddington 2 is on lists of like the best movie of the last 50 years. Like it's crazy. People talk about it like it's one of the great movies of all time. And I've seen them with my kids. They are really good. So it's Willy Wonka, the origin story of Willy Wonka and his chocolates. There's even a a, a quick thing of um, a uh, Oompa Loompa played by, uh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. That looks funny. So I'm actually looking forward to it. It looks pretty good. So that's what I was doing on the potty when the kids were running crazy and watching WWE and my son is trying to tell me about how Batista beat uh, you know this one, and he's slamming on the door. What are you doing? And I'm just quietly pretending like they, I can't hear them because I'm watching Willy Wonka. And you've all done it. You all know you have. You all know that you know your wife is. You, you'll walk out of the bathroom and she'll look at you like, "What the hell were you doing in there?" And she knows. She knows I'm either playing immaculate or I'm watching a, a movie trailer. Or I'm reading a story about the Yankees or whatever, or I'm, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm. Sometimes I'm even listening to my books on tape, which I love. I'm currently in a, one of my uh, Memory Man books. I like, you know, a lot of people like Evan likes these the 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 nonfiction books, like the doc the uh, documentaries, the the biographies, and all. I I need a story. And I love books on tape, and especially now, late at night, I've been driving, listening to books on tape. Love it. I need a good story. I like a James Patterson book. Give me a good James Patterson book. Love them. Step on a Crack, the the Bennett uh, Detective Bennett series. Good stuff. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So there it is. That's what Daddy was doing on the potty. He was watching the Willy Wonka trailer, and it looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. Dan in Manhattan. What's up, Dan? Chris, good to be with you. Good to be with you, Dan. (laughs) Thanks. What's the other Boone brothers' name? Pat? Brett? No. No? (laughs) I thought it was Pat. Um, There was another Boone brother. Is there another Boone brother? Um, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I know. Aaron probably told him, and then he told Brett. So Brett could say Well, look, he's obviously... Uh, I mean, he, I don't know what other connection he would have to the Yankees other than the manager. So when he says he's hearing grumblings that Boone could be... Now, listen, could he be close to then the coaching staff because Boone and them are friends and they come around during even the offseason, they celebrate birthdays together, so they've rubbed elbows and he knows a lot of the guys on the team, so he's built connections mm-hmm. to the Yankees? I mean, I suppose that's possible, but I would imagine the fact that his brother is the manager, he can, he can claim to be honest Abe all he wants. I would assume the... And actually, if you listen to the um, Aaron Boone interview today with uh, John Boy, 
when asked about something else, about just the off se- the first half in general, he quickly, like in the answer, he said, you know, Judge is coming back. So I don't know. He said, we'll get Judge back. It wasn't even a question. He just went through the list of guys he's going to get back. It was matter of fact, like Judge will get back. This one will get back. Like, I think they eventually believe he's going to come back. I just don't know what kind of player he's going to be when he does come back or when it's going to be. But the idea that, that right. you know, uh, that Brett Boone is telling me it's around the corner, I'm going to I'm gonna hold on to it and hope that that guy knows what he's talking about. We can hope. We, we can, can hope. hope. Um, we can pray. About Juan about Soto, can we think of any anybody in the major leagues in the last 20 years that were Yankee prospects that we said, oh, wow, we shouldn't have let him go? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I yeah, um, the only there's one right now. I'm I'm blanking on his name. He's with uh, the Rangers, and he was in the um, he was in the Gallo trade. Uh, what the hell's his name? I'm throwing a blank on it. Duran. It's early in the morning. Thank you, Mike. Yes, Duran. Uh, he's having an incredible start to his year, and he was traded for Joey Gallo. So there, there's a there's a couple, but you're right. Some of the main, like when we say, "Oh, the Sunny Gray, the Sunny Gray trade was terrible." We traded a bunch of prospects that haven't really done anything in Oakland. I mean, they can't even make right. it on. They can't even make it on the A's. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot, you know. Um, they traded that catching they uh, Montero, the catching prospect, to Seattle. He's at, he was out of baseball within two years. Like right. they, despite whether or not you might think Brian Cashman made bad trades, and thank you, Dan. Uh, they never make the trade. Very rarely do they make a trade and give away something where you're like, "Oh, geez, how did they give that away?" I mean, Jay Buner. I mean, <laughs> so yes, it's very rare. Even if they bring in players we don't like, it's very rare they send away players that have turned into stars. Which is also not not the greatest indictment on Brian Cashman because even the prospects that other teams see value in turn out to be nothing. So, I mean, you'd like some, it would almost be like, couldn't one of these prospects actually turn into something so you could say, hey, listen, they drafted the right guy. They, they you know, but they drafted the right guy uh, with Aaron Judge. So hopefully he's back soon. Terry in a mania. What's up, Terry? Good morning, great one. Oh, thank you, oh, Terry. You are good. I know I am. You aren't are I? good. It's about, yeah, I just, I think it's wonderful. Before I make a couple of observations, mm-hmm. do, you know the, do you know the origin of the expression to pot up and pot down? To pot up and pot, pot down? Do you know the, why, why that term is used? No. I mean, why we, do you say? When, you, when I, I talk about it on as far as like the soundboard, the, the board in there. Where, exactly. Yeah. When I've been in broadcasting since 1965. Okay. Way cool. back when. The controls on the board in front of you looked like upside-down flower pots. Okay. You turned them up and turned them back down, and when they were off, they clicked. You knew that the mic was off Mm -hmm. or that the turntable was off. And as we now have the faders on the board, the expression to pot up and pot down thank God, has not disappeared. Oh, I agree with you. There are those of us who remember why (laughs) the expression is to pot up and pot down. Here endeth your history lesson for today. Thank you very much, Terry. I appreciate the history lesson. Thank God we still say pot up and pot down. That's what I always say. Imagine if we just said fade up and fade down. I don't want to live in a world like that. 
I like the we pot it up, we pot it down. We already have fade in, fade out. We can't yeah, have exactly. fade up and yeah. fade down. I mean, you know, I don't, we would be lost. We'd be confused. But I was just telling, you know, for all the nonsense Dove gives me about the way I run the board, the man pots down everything when his, when his shift ends. It makes no sense. Why would you pot down the mics as we're walking into making the change of the show, Dove? Why would I think I got to re-pot up the microphones to make sure Craig is heard? Why would I think that? And then it happens, and it's like, oh, you know, what an idiot I am. And, this, and, his, and the, the stupid machine, too. How many, how many signs I got to put up that say, don't touch this pot. It's his machine. I don't remember to pot it up every day. It should just be up. But I don't have to worry about that anymore. No. Now it's, it's somebody else's problem. Let, let Loogie deal with it. Thank you. I'm done. For now. Who knows? This doesn't last forever. It's not guaranteed. They can send me back. They can send me right back. So that's why I got to make sure I keep uh, taking your phone calls and giving you reason to give them, give me a call. Jason in uh, Coconut Creek, Florida. What's going on in Coconut Creek? Chris, it's hot. Bro, it's hot. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I heard it's hot. I heard it's hot. Believe me, my wife, uh, you know, sells Disney trips and um, on the side, and you know, we're planning. We, yeah. We've we've just. You know, planned. We got a Disney trip coming up, so we watch a lot of the videos nice. of people who are on Disney trips. Now that's how we spend our time. We watch YouTube videos of different guys like Paging Doctor Morrow and all these people who go through the park and tell you what's going on. Right. And apparently, it's like a hundred. It feels like a hundred and six degrees today, or something in in Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I'm three hours south of Disney World. Yeah. in uh, in Coconut Creek on oh. East Coast. So, so it's even you hotter. Can imagine how hot. But but you know what, bro? I love it because. I don't have to deal with the winters. There you go. Long, you know? There you so, go. I'm originally, I'm originally from Stony Brook, Long Island. I grew okay, up in yeah. Stony Brook. So I could say Jason from Stony Brook. But, no yeah, worries. Yeah, I mean, listen, Coconut yeah. Creek, it's more exotic. It's more exotic. And it lets me know that I'm I'm reaching the, yeah. whole, the whole country here. I, right. I, I love it. No, co- don't change Coconut Creek. Don't you dare. I'm in the sixth borough. So that's, that's what There you go. Great. Yeah, right. The, the Bronx, Staten Island, Coconut Creek, everyone knows yeah. the boroughs in New York. Yeah, we are. We are. We're the sixth borough. Yeah. New York is here. That's why I love it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris, let me ask you. I mean, uh, we, we talked earlier about Brian Cashman, the job he's doing. You know, listen, I don't want to beat on that drum every single night, right. every single morning. Right. You know, but so now it's like, you know, what does he do from here? What, 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 what do you think he could do at the trade deadline? I mean, He's not moving John Carlos Stan, right? He's not. No. He's not making any bold. All right. So, so I mean, Kenny. I mean, is Cody Bellinger realistically the guy he can go out and get? I mean, is yes. that is that? I mean, who's he trading? Torres? I mean, no, he's, he's trading prospects. prospects. He's trading prospects. Okay. He's not trading guys off the major league team. He's trading prospects. That's that's I mean, that, that's that, what he's going to do. That, That'll get it done. I mean, yeah. I, 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 for Cody Bellinger, I, I, who's having a, a nice year, not a great year, but a nice year, right. who's 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 had two, you know, really hideous years after winning an MVP, was you know released right. pretty much by the Dodgers and picked up for one year, seventeen million dollars. Yes, the, right. without question, that that's the kind of guy you get for a couple prospects, and and really not that high level. You're not trading Peraza or Dominguez. Or really, one of your higher Austin Wells or anything like that. I really don't think you have to trade one of those guys. You trade a couple of names you never heard of, but that are you know promising, and you know a couple of years down the line, you know, you know, you know, maybe like fifteenth in your on your system, fifteenth and eighteenth prospects for Bellinger. Now Soto is a different story, 
And that, but that's why I talk. A caller earlier is like, you, you love Tommy Pham. I mean, does that really? But Tommy Pham is the kind of guy you can get easy. You know, if the Mets decide to sell, if they determine that they're out of this in the next, you know, in the coming weeks, that's a uh, that's a guy who's having a resurgence year, a nice, you know, year for him. I, you expect at least a year to continue, if not his career to continue like this, but at least the season. You get him easy for a couple of prospects, and he comes in, and at least he's an outfielder, and he's shown some pop, and he's had a good year. I mean, you know, that's the kind of guy that's the easy target. That's the kind of guy that immediately jumps out at you as someone on a team under 500 who would immediately help, and it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg to get. The Juan Sotas are easy to discuss, too. Juan Soto, he's on a team that's underachieving. Uh, uh, you know, they're under 500. Uh, they have so many other stars. They're going to have to pick certain people they can pay. Maybe this is the guy they choose to trade. That's an easy one, too, but it's going to cost. The idea is, will the Yankees do that? Like you just said, will the Yankees trade away their top prospects? Are they going to give up Peraza, Dominguez, all these guys for, for Juan Soto? I don't know. It's a lot easier to just say, oh, they'll get Bellinger for two guys you never heard of. That's just easier to say. And it's more than plausible. More than plausible. Same thing for Fam. Same thing for, you know, I don't know. Um, one of the guys in St. Louis, the, they have a couple of outfields in St. Louis maybe you can get for. It's not going to be world beaters. You're not going to bring in someone here for those kind of prospects that make you feel like you've changed the, the, the franchise or the team that much. Juan Soto, you changed the franchise. You've changed the team. Even Nolan Arenado, you've changed the team dramatically. Bellinger doesn't change the team. It just gives you a legitimate guy who you know is going to play the outfield. Right now, the outfield and left field is atrocious. It is hot garbage. It's a bunch of infielders out there. Now, they traded for Greg Allen, which is another name, the kind of journeyman guy who can play, switch hit, give you some speed off the bench, play a good left field, but he got hurt. So now you're back to infielders playing outfield. IKF, Bowers, McKinney. He's an outfielder, but, you know, you know, a journeyman guy. Like, you want to trade for a guy you know you can plug out there, play defense, can hit, preferably left-handed. That's what you're looking for. Jimmy in the garbage truck. What's up, Jimmy? Hey, top of the morning to you, or is it top of the evening there, C-Mac? Yes, sir. You know, top- uh, yeah, hey, listen, you know, when I heard you say something about earlier about Glaber booting the ball, and it, and it was Glaber's fault that we lost that game. But how come Boone couldn't – it was 4-1, to one, they yes. walked the guy. If the next person got up and knocked him in, it's still 4-2. to two, We're still winning the game. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he have just had just maybe a little bit more confidence in Herman and, and just left him out there for one more batter? Is it because I think I heard you say the other day that, that he doesn't walk batters and then, you know, whether it's Boone or the book, the minute Herman no, walked yeah, somebody, it's, they said yank it's, him. It's the book part is the third time through the order. That's the book part. The book part is his numbers right. dramatically changed third time through the order. I think the other, the feel part, and yes, there is some feel. Believe, believe what I know. Analytics, analytics, analytics. That's all Boone does. There is some feel, and I think there's an argument to be made for it. He. Wait, 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 wait. Let me answer the question, okay? And then we'll have a conversation. I promise. It's okay. No need to apologize. But I'm just saying, like, yes, the book is third time through the order. The other thing is, yes, when he's when he's pitching well, he doesn't walk guys. He walked three guys in the last couple innings. The control is the first thing to go. He just got a three-run lead and walked the leadoff man. That's typically, especially when you don't want to walk anybody, and he walked the leadoff man. The next guy coming up hit a home run off of him the last at-bat that he was up. So you got the seventh inning, 
a walk when he doesn't really walk people. The, the next hitter up, Suzuki, took him deep the last time up, and they have the best bullpen in baseball. And, yes, the other part of the book and the analytics or whatever was that he had the bullpen lined up. They were going to have a four-day break. He wanted to get some of those guys in the game. So he went to it early. It's the best bullpen in baseball. Could he have stayed with Herman? Yes. If it were me, if I were the manager, I probably would have stayed right. with Herman. He didn't. He I went mean, to the bullpen, and then he got a pop-up and a ground ball double play. Yeah. It worked. The decision I worked. I know we don't like it, and then, and Gleyber Torres could have easily booted a ball that Herman gave up. Like uh, we he don't know. We don't know what happened. Gleyber, I think they said he's 27 years old. He's been on the team what four or five years, and yeah. they you know, keep saying you know that he is a good player. Don't, don't, yeah, don't he, get me wrong, but but. He's a, to me, he's a slightly he's a slightly above average major league second yeah, baseman. When you take in his hitting, when you when you take in his hitting, when you take in his defense, when you take in the whole package, to me, Gleyber Torres is a slightly above average second baseman. The problem is he makes plays like that when he's when at the worst opportune times he looks he looks like his head's not in the game. He, consecutive series against Seattle and Texas in consecutive series. The guy made the exact same base running decision when he was on first base and just ran all the way to third on a pop-up that was caught. That can't happen, and it certainly can't happen in back-to-back series. You have there's there, that's that's not learning your lesson. That's two days later. Now you also pull the thing where he scores from first base on a, a single up the middle, and you go, "Holy cow! How'd you pull that off?" Because he takes crazy chances sometimes, and a lot of the times it leads to easy double plays that kill innings. And every once in a while, it'll be, "Wow, look at he ran! He scored that run! Great!" It's not worth it. It's too many. It's not. There's more negatives than positives with it. Even in the field, he's one of the guys who who does look effortless, right? And we've heard this. We're not new to this in New York. Carlos Beltran was an effortless player, and we didn't like it. Met fans didn't like it. Obviously, Robinson Cano was an effortless type player. And when they make mistakes, it looks like it's careless. Effortless becomes careless when mistakes are made. And it's a problem. But we've seen it over and over with Gleyber Torres. And he is nowhere near the player we thought he would be after the 2019 season. He's completely regressed to just being an average player instead of being a superstar, which we thought he was on his way to being. He makes lackadaisical plays. He makes too many errors at inopportune times. He's clueless on the base path at times. And then that's, you want to get on Boone? Here, get on Boone. Don't give me this errors happen. Errors don't happen when they cost you the game. And then don't tell me that it's, well... You know, errors happen, and he hasn't made, like, a crazy number of errors. He leads the American League at errors at the second base position. All right, it's not 35 errors. It's nine. It's the most. When you make the most, you can't tell me it's not that bad. It's the most. It's the worst. He's the, he, is the, he is the best second baseman in Major League Baseball at making errors. <clears throat> That was very Chris Carlin-like. I don't know what the hell that was. Did you hear that? I just went, <laughs> that was very Chris Carlin. You I, get choked up? I don't know what I don't know what just happened. CC, Greg Giannotti, and let the impressions begin. Yeah, I know. I literally just did, <laughs> I don't know why I did that. <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, that was Carlin. That was very weird. This is unbelievable. Yes, I know. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.